2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little
3: or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching.
2: From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow.
0: another fun-filled edition black opinions matter my my name is Amino Hassan I'm joined as always by Black Trey Big Jerb and the lovely B I'm gonna start calling you Queen B I like it I I like Queen B better than lovely lovely B is like kind of like ah like Queen B is like yeah I'm hating I'm
1: hating nah she gotta do a little more, a couple episodes. She gets the wait, queen. So she still princess? <laughs> she's still a rookie, dog. Nah, she a rookie. Uh, watch out, you don't get that shit. Duchess? You, nah, she like the I'm, little princess or some shit. Princess. I, princess
0: B. Princess sound bad. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm tra- punking her out. <laughs> Trey,
2: wait. <huh? laughs> hey, Trey no, is coming with no, some energy right now. Like, what, what I do? I ain't coming with no
1: energy, man. You just gotta earn your keep. You ain't here yet. <laughs> Hey.
2: You mad cause I got I got your hoodie on?
1: No, they don't you even had, know that it's camera that's, today. That's
2: fine. That's fine. So uh, look, it was it was twin it all- day for me and Dre for me and Trey Trey Dre.
0: Always yeah. oh, names Trav now. Yeah. <laughs> Trav
1: Figured <Sean's> <laughs> out his hey, name, his real name is. You Trav. should start the show off with how did you become Gervais?
3: How did I become Gervais? Oh, uh, Good. sure. <laughs> uh, high school.
1: You the only nigga I know that swag out his last name. By the way. Bruh, like,
3: you know what I mean? Everybody in my whole life has called me John. Well, you know, a couple people call me John or Jay. And then I went to high school. And then, you know, you start hooping with cats. And then, you know, they asked ask me what school I was from. I told them what school I went to. They said, nah, that's a trash school. So we're gonna call you by your last name. And the old head started calling me Jerv. He called me Swervy Jerv, Swerve. I had all types of uh, aliases with Jerv, bruh. But in high school, Jerv was born. Okay. So you say so, so an old head birth
1: birth jerve. I mean my my old head birth jerve. Listen, dog. So when you so when you first met Amin, what did you tell him your name was? Oh it was Jerve. Okay. It was Jerv. <laughs> so, like, you te- so you was telling niggas your name Jerve, because I thought Jerve was your first name.
3: Nah bro, I, bro. I never heard nah, of a jerve. There are telling people John to think Gervais. my name is Jerve Gervais.
1: But I don't know this nigga. I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, know like, like, Oh, hey, hey, that's John Gervais, but I'm gonna call him Jerve. No, no. Like he, like, he introduced was introduced, introduced as Jerve. So I'm yeah. like, okay. You know that's an interesting name, but I'm not going to shit on it. Moms probably was different back in the day. I don't hey, know.
0: Hey, Jerv, how hey. long did it take them for to call you Jerv the Perv? Ooh,
1: ah, uh, a
3: wild name, damn. by the way. Right. Like, I definitely. I you you. Uh, I think that was like junior like, year, senior year, high You just, high just triggered him. Like the next, yeah, that's, one, that, the that's one of them. That's one them nut ass jokes. Week. That everybody just used like, "Oh, get out of here, yo." Like, come on, man. It was, tr- was short lived. It's cool. Nah. Let me, but you know, we had, is tough, it. We had tough skin, man.
1: Oh, yes. Stick it. <laughs> is,
3: Yo, we had tough skin. We got we got
0: a fun fun episode for y'all today, man. We're going to, as always, Lovecraft Country. Uh, it's our new show. We're watching it on HBO. We're going to review that. P-Valley took a week off this week, so we're taking a v- uh, week off of P-Valley. Uh, we've got the Rough Riders Chronicle. Uh, episodes two and three dropped. And yet the sp- story's getting a lot spicier now. A lot of stuff that I didn't know. I can't wait to talk about that. Nas dropped an album. Definitely got to talk about that. Jay-Z dropped the track with Pharrell. I guess we're going to have to talk about that.
1: It's the other but way around, but yeah. Before,
0: before, whatever. Either I don't care.
3: It's a track <laughs> it's song. trash song. Uh,
0: before we get to any of that, I want to ask y'all a real ass question. Speaking of all this music that we're going through today, are any of you guys members of the Counting Club? The who? Counting Club? None of y'all, the hottest track of the summer by far, by far, is this dude from Vietnam. I'ma play y'all the track right now.
1: Nah, I ain't fuck with it. But
0: no, 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 no. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
1: 49
0: yeah. This dude is blowing the fuck
1: I up. thought he said Fuck it 9 but, 40, okay.
0: 49 well, that's,
1: a good, yes. that's a good way to get your kids to count
0: Well <laughs> let me tell you something Let me tell you something for real So this dude is in Vietnam As you could tell by his accent English is not his first language Probably not even his second or third language But my man got a singing voice And he sings like weird ass shit like monday tuesday when like he'll sing days of the week he'll sing numbers and so the funny thing is people are taking his his acapella instagram singing they putting beats under it and it's blowing the fuck up and now here's the deal now he's getting paid advertisement he's doing paid content on instagram where he's like Use this type of place to buy your toilet paper. Like, it's amazing. And I was just so, like, really refreshed because a lot of times when uh, when we're doing, you know, you talk about the internet or social media, oftentimes it's in a very negative light, right? We talk about, like, how bad it is, how bad it is for people's self-esteem, how people are spending too much time on it, how they're not connecting in person. And this man... All the way across the world, who barely speaks the language, is and by the way, trust me, it looks like his life is hard. He's not living in a, in a palace over there. He, his ability to make money right now by just singing shit, <laughs> singing shit, man. I I was really impressed. I was it was it brightened up my day, especially you know given what's happening right now. We got another police shooting. This time, a gentleman by the name of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was actually breaking up a fight. Cops come. He's like, cool. Cops can handle it now. As he's walking away, cops try to get at him as he's trying to get in his car. He's in his car and the cop pretty much popped seven in him. Seven. In the back. I Again, I don't know what part of the training is this. Um, And, and to be honest with you guys, I really don't even feel like talking about this topic. It's yeah, other than to yeah. say... Yeah, go ahead, Trey.
1: Uh... Yeah, I mean, after getting some great basketball this weekend and then obviously seeing that video surface online, it was just just disheartening, um, which I kind of felt that was, I mean, this, this is happening every day. Um, some things aren't being recorded and stuff like that. And it's, like I said, it's just being black in America is very hard. Um, even if you're doing the right thing, and in this particular situation, there were people – actually in the internet trying to explain the just do of why he was shot and then when the story actually comes out that he was actually feeling like relieved that the police came they tried to end this man life yeah. now, now the thing is is that as of right now he survived and I hope he sues the I hope he owned the police after this shit like they name his shit he fired all them people hire all his cousins whatever he want to do With the Kenosha local police, he can do it. Because after that, you shoot somebody in front of their kids, those kids are traumatized for the rest of their life. The cops are now the boogeyman. And there's no way you can explain to me that they were doing their job.
2: Yeah. And I I was thinking about, like, his son's... It was one of his son's birthday. And so this is always going to be tied to his birthday. You know, I feel like Black kids, we you know, at some point we witness some traumatic shit and it's almost like, well, is this like plan? You guys want us to be traumatized. So you give us, give people excuses to harm us because, you know, trauma can show itself in different ways later on in adult life. And, you know, people try to make up excuses as to why, you know, cops are justified in harming people. And so this kid has to see he, every birthday he's going to remember his dad and actually like Witnessing this happen on his birthday, seeing his dad shot this many times and, you know, social media and how it's being replayed everywhere. And it's just like trauma porn. I'm I'm so sick. I didn't watch the video.
0: I, I try to avoid it, to be honest. And then I watched it like maybe like 15 minutes before we got ready to record the show. And it was just it just it, it, it you know. It's just the unnecessaryness of it all right like a lot of times these cops claim they feared for their lives even though we know a lot of times it's bullshit or whatever but like it was so clear nobody was at any risk you didn't even try to assert the situation uh uh, you know like try to figure out what's happening you got your gun out and you're just shooting and again you know, thankfully, the man is still alive as as of this taping. I hope he lives. I hope, like Trey said, he owns a police department after it. But this, in a, uh, addition to what happened, we got the tape from the Masai Ujiri uh, incident that happened at the finals last year, where the Raptors win. If you don't know the story, the Raptors, when they won the title, when you win the title, especially on on an away floor, they put a rope around the floor. I guess they put it, they do it in wherever, but they put a rope around the floor. You have to have a special credential to get inside the rope. And so the Raptors win, and Masai is heading down from wherever he's watching the game, and he's trying to enter the court. And the story was that he tried to enter the court without a credential. The cop stopped him, and then Masai attacked him, quote unquote. And the cop sued Masai and went on disability. And so this week, the tape came out, and it turns out Masai was the president of the Raptors. I should have mentioned that earlier. Not only did he, like, was that story so false, he was trying to pull out his credential. He's clearly reaching for a credential. You see the top corner of a credential come out his pocket, his suit pocket. And the cop who's wearing a body cam, the dumb motherfucker, shoves him with two hands and says, back the fuck up. That's on the initial approach. And then Masai's like, what? So he takes a step back, and my man shoves him again. And so not only did this man lie about the entire situation, about who instigated, about how Masai approached, about how he dealt with the situation, but also he's defrauding taxpayers in Alameda County, where Oakland's located. Because when you get disability as a government employee, which is what a cop is, what a sheriff's department is, you—that's that's taxpayer money. This is the people of Oakland money that he's been on mm-hmm. disability since June, 2019 ridiculous. And it just like those two things made me so angry this week. And I hate to say it. I think I'm reaching the point where like the, I was just like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to feel this angry again. Right. But we, we move on from that topic to, um, uh, Today, we're recording this on August 24th. It'll come out, obviously, August 25th. Today is Mamba Day. Yesterday's actually his birthday, August 23rd. August 24th, 8:24 is Kobe Bryant Day. So a lot of great tributes. A really dope Nike ad drop uh, about Kobe talking about Be Better. Uh, or, you know, those kind of Kobe's words read by someone else. And uh, we heard the city of Los Angeles is changing the name of Figueroa uh from Olympic to about Martin Luther King Boulevard. And that's basically where Staples Center is, where LA Live is. They're changing it to Kobe Bryant Boulevard, which I thought was a, a nice classy move. Um B, I know like you've been one of the people that if you follow B on Instagram, you know that every day on her stories, no matter what she's whether she's pumping bikini honey, uh whether she's pumping her podcast Crazy Sexy Cool, where she's pumping our podcast bomb there's always going to be at least one story devoted to Kobe Bryant. So how have you spent these last couple of days?
2: Oh God, I cried my eyes out today. <laughs> um, Cause I'm still kind of catching up on other people's posts and stories. And it's just a constant reminder that he's not here. Um, what actually got me today though, was seeing his daughter, his oldest daughter, Natalia, she posted, you know, a tribute and you know she has her comments turned off i could just imagine the anguish that you know she has to continuously protect herself from because people like to make tribute pages to kobe and tag her to it and i can just imagine like having to see this over and over and over every day the moment you get on social media it has to be tough so thinking about you know his children his wife of course like it just made me sad, but I'm, you know, I watched some highlights with my son and he loves Kobe. And since my son was born, I've always called him bean. So I, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive and remember all the great memories that I have of him. This, which is why I'm wearing this hoodie. Um, I have a WNBA, the orange hoodie that he was wearing, um, at one of the last liquor games he attended. So, you know, he's always on my mind. I'm always paying tribute.
0: Frey, uh, as the Los Angeles native here, how does it feel to have a, a street named after a black guy, basically, in a in city, you know, obviously Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, but Martin Luther King died in 1968. So how does it feel to have a pretty major street in Los Angeles be na- na- named after Kobe?
1: I think it's the ultimate gesture. I mean, outside of Magic Johnson, he was considered like well, probably the ultimate Laker. Um, so I think it's pretty sweet. Obviously, you work for, you know, the Four Letters. Um, so now your new address is going to be Kobe Bryant Boulevard. That's going to be really interesting, which is really cool. Um, but for Obama and Kobe to have, you know, streets oh, in right. L.A., that's pretty fire. Um, like, I think I think it's a dope gesture. I think like, you know. He he would have wanted it because, you know, he worked his ass off in order to get these accolades and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, um it's bittersweet because 42 is very young. Um, I got a chance to push, you know, work behind the scenes on pushing one of his v- business ventures with Art of Sport. Um, and you know, that company's gonna continue to do well and and live out his vision. Um, and then I also have his numbers tattooed on me. So, you know, um I wasn't always the Kobe Bryant fan, but I did like his message and what what he what he represented as far as using the most of your day. Um, and then also just challenging and and accepting adversity, whether it was being the villain or being loved, you know what I mean? Like regardless of just going hard at everything you do, don't cheat the grind originally. Um, so I, I think it's a celebration more than anything. I don't think I have any emotions towards it. I think that, um, really following suit. I mean, I don't, I don't play sports anymore, but just kind of, um, trying to do the most I can do in my, in my life right now at the moment, I think I can take from what Kobe has, you know, uh, displayed in his time on earth.
0: Jerv, Kobe, obviously Philly native. Uh, How, how does, you know, how are you processing these last couple of days of, of kind of Kobe remembrance? Jerv, you on mute.
3: Like Trey like Trey said, I wasn't the biggest uh, Kobe fan. Uh, but you know, I definitely respected Dude in, in every aspect. And um one thing I definitely admire is anyone who follows me knows how much I post my daughter, how much I, I I do things and I, you know, I'm active with my daughter. And the one thing I I did admire about Dude was his his relationship with his daughters and things like that. So um for me, you know, like I, I just do what I normally do. You know, I, um, I I made sure that I that I that I made the most out of my day over the last two days, um, which is something I'm trying to do. But I, you know, I was extra focused on it over the last two days, um, and then you know, like I, I I just did my thing with my daughter. You know, what I mean, because like I said, I admired it, that I admired that a lot about him, and you know, it's something that I've grown to really like and, and enjoy. So you know, I I kind of just did, did me and did the best I could over those couple days, man. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just crazy.
0: Yo, so let me ask this question because like I said, B posts every day about Kobe. I'm not exaggerating there every day. Basically since, since, since I followed you, since you've been on this podcast and that was months ago. So, you know, I I know your, your, uh, posting comes from a genuine place. But I couldn't help but feel the last couple of days, there's a lot of clout chasing in the Oh, place. yeah. Yeah. And it just made me so uncomfortable. Like, I just, just, it's just a little much. It's a little much, but I don't know how to process it. You know, I feel like it's like the people who give money to homeless people, but then they record it.
1: Right. And
0: like, it's. Like at the end of the day, I guess it's a good thing that that homeless guy got that money or that Kobe got that remembrance, but there's just a part of me that feels dirty after seeing, especially some of these ones are just out of control. Like
2: it reminds me of when Nipsey passed away and everybody posted anything, like you know, I took a picture with him at the airport or whatever. It's kind of like okay, cool. Like I I get it. Um, You know, I've I met Kobe before. I did not feel the need to like to take a picture because I was just so in the moment, like I just met my hero. This this will be with me for the rest of my life. I'm cool with that. But I I totally understand because some people are just posting to to show like, yo, you know, I knew him or I met him or whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, but before this situation, before he passed away, like, were you really like a fan? Were you really for him? Like, did you really care about his message or did this happen after he passed away and you saw the impact that he had on the world? Like you said, it's, I feel like it's really clout. <laughs> it really does have a disgusting feeling tied to it. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy though. Like the way you put it is perfect. Like you met someone that you uh, admired. You want to be in the moment. A lot of people want to have proof. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the moment, all they care about is proof. And I say that having been um like backstage on, on Cole's tour and people coming in and saying, Hey, like, we're gonna introduce you to Cole, we're gonna bring and they bring him to the back room and Cole's there and the family's there. Cole's got his kid and the girl wanna take a picture. And everyone like, Oh, you wanna meet him? It ain't nothing about photographing and definitely not photographing his son, like his child, who at the time was a, a toddler, so it just it, it always strikes me when people are just feels like they're looking for that for more of proof of look at the life look how Tron is living in part of city. than it is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> than actually like oh shit like you know Kobe Bryant or Jay Cole or whoever. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so we we move from from uh, those who have passed through those who are still here. What do, you want, do y'all want to start with? Y'all want to start with Jay-Z or do y'all want something start Nas?
3: I thought we already did Jay-Z. It was trash, right? Okay, like, we already we, did. We just, it was trash. Does yeah. anyone
0: Does anyone <laughs> have a contrary opinion on this so I can just skip over it? Nope, nope. Going once, going two. By the way, as, <laughs> as a friend of the podcast, Tanisha, points out uh, at Sporty by Nature on Twitter, Jay-Z needs to stop, like, chastising black people for not being billionaires. Like, this whole thing where it's like, oh, you broke, boy, you're working a nine-to-five. Like, what? Like,
2: relax. Like,
0: I hate that shit. And I'm
2: going to be honest. Like, I love rap. But I won't say that I've always been, like, a Jay-Z fan. Like, I, I like certain projects from him. Cool. But when I tell people why, because they always look at me like, what? You don't, like, yo, I just can't relate to this dude. There's nothing relatable. Like, he's not a likable person. In my opinion, and so when he releases songs and he's talking like big shit, it's just like you're proving my point. Like this is why I don't really fuck with him like that. And
0: you, you hold on, yeah, there's a there's a super fan on the line. So <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm grabbing losing his my face. Mom. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> no like, like this is
3: crazy. <laughs> like like we just we just really going bash. The, the, I mean, listen, he had a trash song, but like. He's he's he he came up in an era where shit talking Jake, and, ta- and Jerry, talking. He's
1: not your dad,
3: bro. Chill out, <laughs> bro. We came up in an era where that was that was rap. Like rap was flashy, talk shit. Like that was it's that was. The- for, hold on.
0: There's a difference between talking shit to rappers and saying like I got more than you or whatever. Like your single was ninety nine cents, mine was four bucks. That's all right. But when he's talking about to people who are working nine to five, that like y'all are some sucker ass niggas, basically. That's where I'm like, what, like, bro? I can't just like have a regular job. I gotta, I have to be an entrepreneur. No, I get
3: that. I get that. So,
2: Jer, jerk, I have a question. So, mm-hmm. would you take ten thousand or a dinner with Jay Z? Mm.
0: You gonna answer this <laughs> right, brother. Mm. Uh, should, ten
2: thousand. Ten racks. He's really thinking about it. I, I mean, take, the, okay. I take, the, Jerv, I
0: take the ten. Jerv, unless it's a business meeting I to take like pitch 10. something that's gonna, yeah, like you can't. I'm not taking the no ten thousand. I'm not uh, taking no. I mean, I gotta 10, think
3: 000. that I could. I, I, like, here you go. If I'm a hustler, if I got to pitch game, I gotta think. Yo, this is do you, This is my opportunity. You have a pitch. I mean, he's yeah, you
0: know, you, not asking hypothetically. I got a
3: pitch. Yeah, I got a pitch, bro. What's your what's your pitch? Nah, that's not for the world to know. Okay, <laughs> <All right>. somebody <laughs> might steal it. Had they dinner with Jay Z, and next thing you know, my ideas are here cooking. But I got a pitch. You know, problem. I'm
2: going I'm a put out a quick disclaimer. I don't know this man personally. I don't know how he is in like real life. But as a rapper, I just could never relate to his music. He could be a great person, you know, cool. However, I just can't relate to dude.
0: Hmm. Uh, so. That's- Let's move on. We'll move on to Nas, <laughs> which is I'll be honest, when you guys say let's review the Nas album, you guys know me. I'm old. I've reached a point in my life where like I just don't like listening to new music. Like I just don't care. I, I can't get up for it. I can't but I'm recording <laughs> now from the from the new <laughs> from the new Death Star studio. Uh so now I commute. So now I have a reason to play music. So I listen to the album on the way here. I can't lie, I, I kind of like it, man. Like that track with with Ferg,
2: I was like, okay, hard,
1: that hard, track is killing, hard, man. It made me feel happy to be fucking thirty five, nigga. Oh that's man, the type, that's how that album. I, you know how Jay Chappelle be like, nigga? Ah! That's how I felt when I was listening to that because I was just like, cool. I like young shit. That shit is great, right? The but the the rappers we can't pronounce them niggas' name. I like the beat right. sometimes, but Nas. It was one line right on oh, um all bad with Anderson Pack. He gave a bar. Right. He gave right. a bar about fucking with like just women. And he always good for one of them lines. But I was just like, I was in the car like, all <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the joint with um car eighty five. Can you do you know anything relatable to that? The backstory on Car 85? Like is that a thing no. in New York where you have a specific car that you call? Don't oh, know.
0: car eighty-five. Oh no. The, oh yeah. The, the the cab service. My bad. Yeah. 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 Like like okay. a lot of people, because because yellow cabs don't stop. Okay. Especially if you live in a borough, they, they don't even come around. So you got to get the car the the taxi. You got to get is a livery livery cab where you call okay. the number and then they show up. And so yeah, car eighty-five is like yeah. So like I. Yes. I it's such, a, it's such a, very a summer
2: feel thing. though
1: Like if Corona wasn't out That's the shit you pull up to the barbecue With the windows down Like you got your nice haircut Your kicks Like that shit Charlie Wilson put like the fucking oh, yeah. Szechuan sauce all yeah. over the <laughs> On the fries yeah. right there B like Yeah He really did his thing And you know The other shit was full circle for me
0: Full circle which Full one circle
1: That beat is crazy That's, 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 the, firm that's the firm track That's the firm track yeah oh, I was impressed with that Venus, song,
0: I, Let me just say Let me just say right now You know I, I love the Firm album I love those individual careers Back in the day Nas starts it off And I'm like That was the first track I heard Because I went straight to that one I said let me hear Let me hear the Firm He thirsty I heard Nas I'm like Nas is killing me. Oh man this is great And then AZ came on I was like This nigga hasn't missed a beat He's still cold as hell That flow is, is, is timeless And then Cormega came on And I was like Little rusty, but I'm I'm feeling it. Like I'm I'm feeling it, but he's a little rusty. Like I feel like Cormega took some time off and maybe like, you know, I think a, a more rep so he would have been smoother. Cause Cormega used to be super smooth and it was like, and then Foxy came on. And you know that meme <laughs> with the dude with the cigarette where he just really stressed <laughs> like this? I like her voice, her flow, her lyrics, everything was just like, who are you? And then it took me a while to figure out nature was the last verse. And I kind of wish I didn't know that. (laughs) I wish I didn't know nature got on that track because I used to like nature, man. But damn, nigga, that was trash. (laughs) Like it (laughs) literally was de-escalating like from the top. Like, oh, shit. Oh, AZ. Okay, mega. Oh, Fox. Oh, nature. Oh, (laughs) it just kind of is definitely like uh, you guys remember that Jay-Z song, Point Out the Bounce. It was on Blueprint 2. And it was like, verse 1 was hard. Verse 2 was hard. Verse 3 was Kanye. And that was when you knew to skip. Like, we're not listening to this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ray Ray, Ray, is that your car?
0: Oh my God. I may take over
1: for name. (laughs) (laughs) Here's
0: here's another one. Uh, 16
1: year old me like that, bro
0: are nah, nah, you man, from chicago did. oh my god i, hate, I hated that song i'll tell you no, i'll tell you another song uh pop that right like uh friends come oh, on yeah. great uh drake come on great ross come on great wayne come on uh truck fit now thank you Is <laughs> his hit skip
3: we what? Never listen, never listen Look, you to Wade's tr- Wade. you, Yo, you triggered him. You, you triggered him. Go, he go, here we he go. Here we go. Come on, man, man. I'm going to slap, slap right?
1: this fucking laptop off the table. Whoa. Bitch. <laughs> Stop talking that shit and suck Hold a nigga on. dick for some truck fit. When that shit was... <laughs> <laughs> is
0: <it> not- <laughs> <laughs> but Isn't... Not... I'm
1: going to hurt my when knee you again com- over here. Especially reacted.
0: when you compare them to the other three
1: verses? I don't care, bro. If part. you drunk, be dance. When that verse what? come on, you shaking them hips a little verse. faster. They huh? don't play
0: that verse. They skip. They never let that thing rock. It's, they kill when that verse comes on.
1: That's exactly. crazy. I, there's I, a I, reason. I'm doing a yeah, there's I a, a reason. Song cut, doing that. that song gets cut I ain't off a lot. lot I ain't doing that. No,
2: you know what? That kind of reminds me of now. <laughs> Remember wait, wait. how Bad and Bougie came out, and they uh-huh. never would play a Lil Uzi verse. They wouldn't play his verse.
1: That's rude. though. was hard. Uzi's on exactly. bad and, he's, exactly. he's on bad and bougie. See, I got like Cheers? They got life fucked up. Uzi I shit was this, hard. I don't know what's up many, with you niggas. This is my day. I'm hours old. Nigga, that's old. the that's the hat hat. <laughs> nigga, that's how we got the shoulder. <laughs> how you not? Come on, my nigga. See? Y'all ain't got no hoes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You no, I'm see, I'll I, I, hey, he, be calling this, hey, be this shit
1: disrespectful as hell. My bad, hey,
2: dog. Hey, Lil hey, Uzi Rob, started clip, his you. verse, it was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Lil Uzi started his verse with, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and people were like, oh, i what? heard that verse. That shit, that that
3: verse is trash. What's great was Lil Uzi you letting us know, know that Billy he's like bad at bitching. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad the little young. I'm glad the young again is again his money, but I mean, if we're gonna call it spade a spade, the verse is trash.
1: Man, I'm about to read this shit off right now, bro. This shit, please. No, no, oh, oh, no, we gotta
0: move on. <laughs> we gotta move on. Wait, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, real yeah. quick, favorite track, favorite track on the album, uh, Trey. Car 85 on Nas album. Uh, Jerv, favorite track. Uh, probably Car 85. B. All bad. Man, I'm. I don't even know what the name of the track is, but the one with, 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 uh, Ferg and Fibio? I, I, like, I, like, I, everything else I was, like, bopping my head, like, this is cool, wow, man, yo, this is some nice riding around listening music. I heard that shit, I turned, it's 117 it's today. I called spicy. I turned my, it's called spicy, I turned yeah. my windows down, and I bumped the music up loud in the car. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, I was sweating, it did not matter. Can it this was, be a, uh,
1: can this be an ASAP Ferg appreciation? Right here because that nigga brings the energy every time. Uh, yo,
0: Ferg is one of my favorite artists. I like every time I hear that nigga rap, whether it's a feature or his own stuff, I, it's always fire, man. I've never heard Ferg. He never shortchanged the, the
1: track. So like, if he's a yes. feature that you like, all right, here I'm gonna bill you for this. That nigga gonna bring. He gonna give you your money's worth. When that track come in, everybody uh, in the fucking studio gonna be ready to fucking bust a bottle over their head. Today's
0: a, <laughs> today's a two year anniversary of uh, Milky Way boss milky way album came shout out, out two boss. years ago today shout out to boss boca raton Ferg brings that shit so hard on that, that
1: beat track
0: is nuts we hey i don't even know if i should say this shit or not but we <laughs> we joke around a lot that Ferg ought to be on dreamville
1: giddy <laughs> man. Hey, man. i mean i'm just saying snoop man. dog master p that nigga
0: yeah man like i know his name he got asap in the name but like that ain't nothing but a thing <laughs> we're, working out, we're working out like why like and D worked out that locks, uh, that locks management deal. Yo, man. Yeah. Yes, I, yo.
1: Hey, it's Zach Harper. Don't be alarmed by the white voice. It's just a promotion, but it's a promotion for Cinephobe, the movie podcast. Where we review bad movies, movies that are rated poorly on Rotten Tomatoes by either the audience or the critics. This week, it might be the last Cinephobe episode ever. You gotta tune in to find out why when we review After Earth starring Will and Jaden Smith and their weird accents that's on Cinephobe. Find it on all podcast platforms. Find it on Count the Dings. And make sure you leave a review, subscribe, and rate Cinephobe. It may be gone in the blink of an eye.
0: Well, so let me just say, this Chronicles, I know it's going to sound like I'm biased, way better than the Master P1. One. For one reason. Here's why. Because these niggas are honest. They're not selling us a fairy tale of "I was gonna play
1: basketball." Y'all be and your fucking I'm... head,
0: man. It's true though, man. Like this is some yeah. real ass shit. Like, why would they? Why would they admit to some of this? I'm like, what are y'all doing? Can we enjoy both? Can we, we like Luka both. Doncic and
1: Trey Young? We can, can we like Luka and Trey Young? <laughs>
0: we can, but one of them is clearly better than the other. Oh god!
1: <laughs> Stop oh playing. god! Don't get, Stop it Don't get it started. Don't get it started. Anyways, playing. since you segue to the chronicles yeah um dmx man where do we start with him bro wow
0: man like wow that the when the lady asked him how do you process i don't know how to process being that famous and he looked at her and said i don't know how to process that shit That's no, it's, niggas, like,
1: it's niggas like that every day though they they oh, beg God, and man. pray and pray and pray to be famous and that shit be over consuming for niggas and let it eat him alive. But in his particular situation, this nigga crackhead and famous. Yeah, so that's, that's, a that's crazy the crazy difference. Thing. That's the like difference because when that nigga went on a three day, seventy two hour binge,
3: seventy two with a gun
1: and smoking crack and shot his uncle, he's, active. he's actively a crackhead, actively
0: a crackhead. While he's the number one recording artist in the in the world at that point,
1: that is.
3: He was insane. on his he was on his third album at that point, right? Yeah, that was that Wait, was between that's why. But well, let's, let's let's get ba-
1: let's get back into how everything kind of looped in. We got the Warlocks. Shouts to AKA the Locks and Yonkers, yeah. who looked up to DMX, end up on how they ended up on Puffy's label because of Mary J. and then ended yep. up as a the uh, management deal with Rough Riders, right? Right. I I never knew that, by the way. No, that, that was Mar- new to that was that new Mary to me. Pass it over. It, no, 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 not the Mary. I, I knew the Mary
3: situation, but, that but I were, didn't were, realize were Rough Riders that, management. I yeah, oh, I didn't realize they
1: were on run yeah, yeah I just assumed
3: they were bad but I mean I, I also didn't look too deep into it back in the day right? that
1: stuff wasn't available like that either anyway unless niggas was really yeah, just yeah. doing interviews on it right
3: so I always thought I always
0: thought it was Mace because I know they were boys with Mace so I thought Mace was the one that made the intro
1: but, but here we boy. go since you brought Who's that boys up, Mace Mace Ruff finds us? Eve in
0: the that strip May- club you, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: That's, insane. That's, yeah, that's, a I, crazy, man, that's a crazy pass okay, off. But they try quick, to breeze I, over it like it wasn't shit, like, you know what? That's quick, a dope strip club, too, quick,
0: by the way. Real quick, Trey. Raise your hand. Trey, you can sit this one out. Raise your hand if you thought of Trey immediately when they said Mace was telling her, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, everybody's raising their hand right now on the pod. Even Rob. I can't even see Rob, but I know he's raising his hand.
1: So, think about that, strippers. If you listen to the pod, if I find you in a club, mic can save your life, baby, with the right advice.
3: By the, oh, wow.
2: Put his cape I on. I ain't paying.
1: I'm giving
3: you advice. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, the, the strip club Eve worked at, it's a legendary strip club in Philly, but it's absolutely the worst strip club to ever go to. <laughs> it's one of them hood-ass strip clubs where it's one way in and one way out. Oh, God. Ain't they all like that, though? Nah, bruh. They got, you know, they be having a little, dope, like, I mean, well, the hood joints in Philly would have, like, a, the, 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 like the poppers would have, like, a, a a one entrance and one exit, yeah, but I'm yeah. talking one way in, one way out, you got to walk down steps, no windows inside the joint, so if anybody ever, which I'm sure they did, I never felt comfortable there, but if anybody walked in that joint, it was a wrap, like, there's no, police can't see or anything, that's, but, uh, you know, it was a dope strip club, though, Jared, I mean, did it they, was popping. Did
2: they sell food? They got wings?
3: Oh no! It wasn't oh, nah. damn. this. This this what this wasn't the estate. This was this is way before the wings fad in strip clubs. This is back when it was just liquor and you know and, and dancing. No 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 wings and shit.
1: So you know, I, the thing is right? too another thing. While DMX is doing this, the bet the Leor Lyor Coin bet that they yeah. hit for the million dollars. The the fact that that second album was a bet. Like, look, we can do it. First of all, we got. DMX, the dude's hungry and this is about three composition books worth of music that he already had and he just had to rap passionately and be challenged about you know, from, from doing a bid so we got three albums from a com- from composition books basically walking around with his bibles so pretty dope to see that happen but then also just the different stories of just watching certain shit like the, the the producer beef of uh, P.K. Oh, my Game oh, and Bro, how about that?
2: Yo, P.K. is so still in his feelings about all of that. I bet. That's why Bruce I Swiss like
1: well,
3: Hold on. When <laughs> I mean, exactly. switched it, turned you? out to be, like, one the biggest but ever. <laughs> wouldn't you, though?
0: Like, if you taught this nigga everything to the point where he ripped off your style, ripped off your sound, and, and basically... And, like, the funny thing is, I, like, I... Didn't know. We talked about this last week. We knew about Y and Dean. Y and D. But I did not know the extent to which the Dean family, like Rough Riders was a Dean family production. Because it's Y and D. It's a sister Siobhan. It's another cousin, brother Poe, right? Um, And then Swiss. So it was like, oh, they're really like running this shit. like, And to the point where... They put Swiss on, like, album one, he had two tracks. Album two, he had all but two tracks, which mm-hmm. is bizarre. They also didn't... T- I don't know if they're going to go over this. Do y'all remember... Man, all you-, oh, you guys are young. Swiss got sued for... Well,
3: not, not all you guys. I'm, I'm... Well, do you remember this, Jerv,
0: when he got sued for, for copyright infringement? Because one of those BT yeah. got was of a Casio preset?
3: Yeah. I, I kind of w- stopped fooling with him around that time, because I was like... That's when everyone was kinda like making fun of him because it was Cassio. like all his
1: beats were repeating. Yeah. I wasn't never I wasn't never mad. I was always I was always in. But crazy to think I always heard stories about Dame Grease because of Max B. I didn't know Dame Grease was a part of His Dark and Hella Hot Hell is Hot. Oh right? yeah. That, but, but, then that's also, a, but
0: again, that's a sound. Like, you hear how Swiss yeah. stole that sound from Dame and, and PK.
1: Yeah, so, like, seeing that and then obviously kind of getting the whole Max B Dame grease and, you know, all that stuff was just different. But I also like the Jay-Z versus uh, DMX battle, right, in Baltimore. And oh, in Bronx. I this. It was in the Bronx. Guy. And, I, and I, thought it, I thought it was crazy because I was in the Bronx, okay? Yeah. Um, I thought it was crazy because they were like, don't record DMX because this nigga didn't have no wax yet, you know? Right. So the fact that he was spitting, I, and I like that they mutually didn't, like you said, it did come off real because they didn't just all out bias it. They said, hey, yeah. those dudes will say that they won. We'll say that we won, but we're right. not going to just control the narrative. Because even Dame got his five cents in there, which shouts to Dame. Right. Um, but just just, just crazy. Like, And also how they didn't trust DMX with the drugs. He was the lookout,
0: look-out man. Yo, <laughs> that was one great. of my notes. My notes was, yeah. Uh, because ob- he's like, oh, obviously they didn't, didn't give me the drugs. Uh, that would defeat the purpose. I was like, damn. Like <laughs> That was a good DMX
1: impersonation. I, I by like way.
2: that. I like that. Yeah, that was you good.
0: know, everything about DMX is, you got to go with the flow. So when he had that <laughs> one rhyme about, because we don't do women, and children. And my <laughs> man was like, I like that way. <laughs> I could do DMX. With a, it'll wild, fuck man. up my voice, but I, I could do DMX for the rest of the pod.
1: You know, uh, I, I will duh. I will say that when you do DMX when you do DMX imitations that shit hurt your vocal cords. It that does. shit hurts really bad, bro. I've done it like trying to be funny, and somebody say, "Oh, you really sound like it." Keep doing it. And It's like, nigga, no, this shit hurt. I'm gonna need some tea after this, nigga. A throat cold or yeah. something.
0: It's it's funny because I keep the, the first of all the early tracks you hear them like the all the demo stuff. He, his voice isn't as gravelly. Right. right. It kind of gets gravelly over time. And now I'm wondering, was that from all the crack? the cr- smoking crack fuck up your
2: vocal cords? Could be. Because, I right. mean, we have some, you know, rappers that's. We have some rappers that are active right now that like, they their whole sound has changed since they were first, you know, debut to us. Right. Uh, like Lil Wayne. I don't know what his situation is, what he partakes in, but he sounds nothing the same.
3: B, you better watch out. Trey on trade doesn't do any Lil Wayne Slander. Hey, that's
1: not my dad. <laughs> so, yeah, so okay. just, I'm just letting you know. It's you better okay. watch out. It's okay, bro. <laughs> he just let Lil Wayne Slander happen. It's all okay. Right. Nah, we just not about to just be disrespecting people, bro. Like, you know.
0: Nobody listens to that verse trade. Nobody listens <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: never. fine, bro. you not about to I'm, fuck with t- listen, Tune my dog. I'm rolling with tune I, all I'm, all the way. He wanted
3: one of the best to ever do it, bro.
0: I'll I'm just not, not his verse there. Uh, uh, I'm excited for the next episode. I think because it kind of, his wife in the preview for next episode starts to mention him getting out of control. I'm guessing this is where we're going to get. What these bitches want from, oh my God, I want to hear the story behind that track. How about, by the way, you know what other thing tripped me out was the idea that he didn't like, he didn't like Get At Me Dog as a single, <laughs> right? Like that's the single? Like all the stuff I have to say and y'all want this to be the single? Which is basically a freestyle, they said. It was a freestyle, and then they just went in and-
1: Well, the fact that they they just grabbed a bunch of verses and mixed it around, because Irv really liked it, that's how that shit became. But it was him, but
0: it was verses of him freestyling. They weren't real verses, right? And then the other thing was, Rough Rider Anthem was because he lost a bet. He hated the beat, but he lost a bet playing cards, and they said, instead of paying up, you got to make this track. And so he said, fine, whatever. And he and he kind of felt like the lyrics he went in they he did it in 15 minutes it was all bullshit like he shit on his own like effort level on that song and it turned out to be the biggest the biggest track off that album yeah
2: this episode was really really great I'm so glad that like I had a like you guys were talking about this so I could actually finally watch it because I forgot how huge Rough Riders really were and my favorite female rapper is Eve. And I've told people this. Her first album is one of my favorites. When I tell you this still gets played, at least I'll play the entire album while I'm cleaning up or whatever. Like, I listen to this still. I know like 90% of the album by heart. Like, that was my shit. That was really my shit. I really enjoyed how she was so like feminine but gritty at the same time. She had the tomboy you know, swag, but she was still sexy. She was still appealing to men or whatever. Exactly. And I like that because when that came out, I was probably like 12, 13. So I really like the little Kim Foxy. That was just too overly sexy for me. Like I just, I didn't feel comfortable listening to them, but something about Eve just really was like five. I didn't. You weren't know no, right. supposed to
1: be. You weren't supposed to be. You weren't supposed, supposed to be listening to that anyway. But my mom cinema. is a hip hop
2: head, so she used to play it. But listen. I used to be like, I can't see my mom, like, look at me while I'm taking these you were lyrics. In. Tr- you
1: was listening to Trina though.
2: I didn't listen to Trina like that. I didn't. You didn't. The I, no. Man, because take your the, like my
1: ass off this pod.
2: The baddest. No. The baddest bitch Try was the, so explicit. I was just like, I. What, what See, I'm is from,
1: I'm from Compton, man. Yeah, Girls is wearing tri- pajama bottoms with the um, beauty supply slippers, bro, with the, with the, with the, uh, yeah, hey, you can't say that now. We say, <laughs> we, we say beauty supply slippers. That's what
2: we call them.
1: Right? I do understand. And then also a bandana, they got their little braids or whatever, and they be playing that Trina and be rapping that their left and right. And then also that little Kim, that eat my right, you know. And be going up. And that shit used to be just cringe words because I just didn't understand my little 15, 16-year-old body.
2: And you know what? It was was wild because I remember Eve's sophomore album where it was more like Dr. Dre uh, influence. And I really didn't like it. I really liked Eve with Swiss. I really liked that combination of rapper and producer. Love those two.
0: Do you know how sick you have to be for like, you to get your big break and then and then it not happened because Dr. Day's working with some white rapper. Like, oh my god <laughs> That was right, hey, at the time though.
1: Dre did her yeah. a solid though by getting he her go. like, Hey, I know yeah. some people. Here, I can't do well, nothing with her. But right. that's how Friend we got But that's how we came back On a circle back around Of let me blow your mind Yeah We got yeah. that It took a while to get us. get us You don't like this song? Yeah She doesn't get enough credit though. She does you know,
0: you know what she, she is? She doesn't She doesn't you know get, get enough credit You know what she is? Credit. She's the rare artist In hip hop Who left at the top And didn't like We didn't have to see uh, So she the like, Barry
1: Sanders Of female rap
0: Yeah Of rap Of <laughs> mm. rap Okay Trey Of rap, rap. Isn't, forget yes. female rap Think about wh- How many rappers Left when they're like You still elite And people wanted you To rap more So you're like I'm good
1: Nah no. Nah cause he, because Mace he came, came back, back
3: well, Cause he came,
0: he back. came nigga, back that
1: nigga Came back lo- you, That drought It would no Listen bro he After came back, Double though. Up Eve never came back
3: though. I mean, well, back. no, she does. She does. She does My shit nigga, Cause from every she now did and
1: barbershop, now. then she got not no, back by, by gumball,
0: homie.
3: But she didn't. But
0: she didn't. My nigga, rap, that though. nigga got
1: a B. I'm saying
0: she he didn't make not, music. She didn't. She didn't make music. That's rap, what I'm saying. Like, no she left at the top she of her black music career. She mom with white
1: kids right now, bro. She is not worried about rap.
2: No, people. People really forget. People really forget Eve's impact. She had a show. She had a clothing line. Like she was really, really popping. And she's an incredible rapper and she really decided like, Hey, I can, I'm going to release this little tambourine and I'm going to just keep it moving. Like who does, who does that? Yeah.
0: Like, you know, who should have, you know, who should have done that Jay Z. I wish he had taken the Eve playbook. Like, just let me get, give me one track every couple of like six months and let us lose our mind and say, please come back. Like, no, 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 I'm retired. No, this nigga got to come out and put out trash after trash after trash. Like, because he just can't, he needs the attention.
2: Jerp his head is about to explode.
3: Because, yo, yo, this dude and I have been going at this shit for, f- since, since freaking. Magna Carta. <laughs> Holy crap. I... Yeah, dude, it's it's don't Magna I'm Magna
1: Carta. That was mm. awful, by the way.
0: Oh. Awful. Terrible.
3: It's got some songs
1: on it.
0: It's got one song. But it's not, and a, good, it's, it's not, it's not got, a good album, And It's because no. of Ross verse. That's the only
3: reason why that song is good. <laughs>
1: What, Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It? Yeah. That shit hard.
3: It's hard. But no, it, but that's, that's not the only the song on it. It's good. It's hard. No, I'm saying that's not the only song on it. It's good.
1: bro, you going to get booted again, bro. I can't. Hey, yeah. bro, I, I, I'll join. I'll join speaking, right
0: back <laughs> Speaking of booted, by the way, speaking of booted, I won't lie, Lovecraft Country came real fucking close to getting canceled. <laughs> it came real close on the Mino Hassan uh, viewing list as i was watching it last night i was like uh, yo y'all y'all are really on life support here i love episode one i was like okay i like this we got some realism stuff here and some supernatural sprinkled in and then this episode as b just killed a bottle bel-air by herself <laughs> you did yo you didn't about, to did <laughs> about,
1: about to be too she did the straight alcoholic pick up the bottle bruh I had hey, to look Trey, inside she, because she the, looked, the bottle, in, it. She you looked in the
0: empty bottle like a true alcoholic. I'm proud of you right now. <laughs> but, uh, yo, uh, first of all, I want to go to Jerv because Jerv wasn't here last week. So Jerv, what are your impressions on Lovecraft country?
3: So I think my first thing I would say is like, why do y'all be setting me up to watch these shows? Like, you know, I gonna think this, like, this shit's weird as, I, I don't get it. Like, it's super weird. Trey, you told me what it's about. And I watched it and I literally sat there was like, all right, cool. Let me lock in. I'm going to get it. And I'm watching it and I'm just like, I'm literally, ho- literally hovering over it. Like, just seeing like how many minutes left in it. Cause I, I like, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I think the show is super duper weird. I, I would never watch this show if we were watching this show. Like, I'm sorry.
0: I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, Jerv. The first episode, I was like, this is good, but it might be a little weird for Jerv, especially because you didn't like Watchmen, because it had a very Watchmen vibe to it. Episode two, do y'all remember True Blood? Did any of y'all watch True Blood?
3: I actually watched True Blood and I suffered through True Blood to the end because I watched all the seasons before. Let
0: me let me so let yeah. me say this. If if you've never watched True Blood, Here's another show that if you watch TNT in the morning, they got a show called Charmed. You get up in the morning like 7 a.m. on the West Coast, you put on TNT, Charmed. It was a show that had Alyssa Milano and uh, a couple other actresses that were big in the 90s or whatever. And it was a corny, cheesy show because they try to be like cool but also have like spirits and magic and all that and the CGI was just awful in it. And I was watching it yesterday, uh, Lovecraft Country, and I'm like, this is giving me some charm vibes, bro. Like, it just, I liked how it started with the whole Jefferson's thing. Then as soon as everybody caught amnesia, and I was like, I don't know about this. And then the whole, like,
3: you know. What are those things? Are those, like, monsters? What are those monsters? I thought they were vampires. What are they? And then that horse birthed one, or that cow birthed one, or whatever the fuck that, like, come on, man.
0: I was yeah, I was I was kinda out on a lot of it, but I was happy that the episode ended with all the white people dying mostly. Because now I'm like we can go back, back. We can go back to the town they from Chicago and have some more realistic like scenes and stuff. That's what it looked like episode three gonna be. A little less magic and a little bit more realism.
3: Trey. So they just gonna leave all the magic and go back to real and then what two episodes later go back to the to the I, magic?
0: I, I guess. I don't know. Trey, what were you thinking? Like cause because episode one, I felt like we all so, kind of liked it, right?
1: I'm still there. Um oh, you
0: so you like episode two, okay.
1: Here's the thing, man. Like, Jer, I know you just don't like these type of shows. Um, it's supernatural with a hint of racism, right? The yeah. true t- the true horror is racism, right? The yeah. underlining but the main part of supernatural and this theme setting of 1930s and blacks and whites and all this stuff is that they're trying to mesh. We find out who Adam is, the original Adam and Eve. Right. Right. And they're trying to, um, mesh the Adamites who are followers of this man. And then Christianity, which is the people on the other side of the world. And they're trying to mesh these worlds together. Um, but the true birthright, which is our, our, our guy, um George is trying, they're using him now to open up the portal to get to Eden because Adam can't get back.
0: This shit got time traveling. It's a lot. So I, I mean, I but it's a like, lot. You know
1: what I mean? Obviously, but I, it's based on I, a book. It's based on a book. That, I mean, honestly, that's what they were telling you, us. You know, the
0: part, the part I really was like, I might be out is when they were at dinner and like they didn't know what the dinner was about or anything. And they sit down. And my man, uh, Johnny Cochran from uh, People vs. OJ, gets up <laughs> and starts telling them a speech about their own bylaws. And I'm like, nigga, you had never even heard about it. Like, now all of a sudden you're an expert and stuff. And, and you didn't even, like, we didn't, I didn't get a feeling that y'all had conferred with one another. And then the other dude get up and say, I command you to do this. And I was like, yo, let's be real, man. No matter what law is on the book, White people are gonna be like, "Yeah, that shit don't matter when black people do." There was nobody who was gonna stand up and go away, for real. If that shit was real, so I was out on that.
1: The thing is, you have to still factor in that it's always supernatural, and then that there were there were spells casted on them, except George. George is the only person that can't be have a, a spell casted on him, right? And he did a deal with the daughter, who said, "Look, I agree to everything unless you you know you take the spell off of my uncle and Letty." Right, right, right. So, in this scenario, um, you know, pretty much, yes, it's gonna to continue to be weird because it got fucking supernatural fucking beings, and then you got the black people, and then now they're gonna to have to go back to Chicago and explain that the uncle died. So, that shit's gonna get really interesting. Like, how y'all come back with your dad and Letty, but not your uncle? You right. feel me? So, um, it's gonna get really crazy because obviously, you're going to, we're gonna get back to the real racism, but George is gonna have the power of his ancestors which when that uh it was just a reenactment of what really happened when they were telling the stories how the the original just uh got destroyed and now yeah. he when he got you know the powers or whatever happened when he put on the ring and they did all that shit is now he has the spirit of his ancestors to lead him throughout his like, journey for him to he's regla- like he, reclaim so his he, true self
0: he's like he-man basically
1: i have the power
0: <laughs> there you go, there you go destroy shit b are you in or out after two episodes
2: haven't seen it
1: she didn't watch oh yeah she's just a rough rider she's a rough rider though
0: that's cool you ain't you ain't missing nothing that's cool all right in that case let's wrap it up here uh this was a really good episode man don't. i rarely declare episodes good but this one felt really good man uh next week p valley will be back so we'll be back to reviewing that Jerv. so like that'll get you back in your happy space. Uh, as I understand it, Drake album dropping on Friday, so
1: uh like by Lover Boy.
0: I don't know. So maybe maybe Waz will be here and then uh, oh Trey, what's the documentary we're gonna watch?
1: Oh yeah. Um one second, sorry. We are Storm, wa- S- Storm Over Brooklyn. Storm or over Brooklyn about uh the death of uh Yusuf. Um, can't think of his name of Hawkins. Yusuf Hawkins, Yusuf Hawkins. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So we're going to watch that. If you, if you guys have the opportunity to watch that, go ahead and do it. trade, is that on HBO?
1: That is on HBO.
0: On HBO. Watch that because we're going to talk about it. It's obviously very important to what we're talking about. And we're going to try and get some good guests uh, to kind of chime in on that. Uh, for Black Trey, for... Princess B, Queen B, don't know yet quite. Duchess B for Big Jerb and for our producer Rob Lopez. This has been Black Opinions Matter Motherfucker.